Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to ATT Live in London. Beautiful. Yeah, me too. Me too. Hand, hand whistling. People who are able to make sound with their hands. Beautiful. Uh, my name is Scotty. I'm your host. And together with the ATT crew, we present to you the world's most bizarre phone-in show. Uh, the general public have been given my number. They've confessed their sins. And in doing so, they've brought shame upon their families. The producer has whittled down the calls. I... I have no idea what's about to be played to us. So there you go. There's my disclaimer. Coming up in the season finale, hot chocolate, hot bodies, and of course, a shit in a changing room. <laughs> what? What is it with this shit narrative? It's been going for 10 seasons. Are people not just buying a modium? By now, people... My God, the amount of shitting you lot do. Well done. As ever, truly, absolutely no idea what's about to happen. People always say to me, oh, you're lying. No, I genuinely have no clue what's about to come out of the answer machine. But I will not be doing it alone. Because tonight, joining me on this journey is South London Funny Girl. Producer Deb and I absolutely loved her show at Edinburgh last year. And I think you are going to love her too. She's one of my Instagram favourites. And I don't say that about many people. Make some noise for sick. Sorry, I had to enter like I was Beyonce. Hey, how are you? Looking really gorgy, by the way. Now, Sakiza, um, have you ever listened to the podcast? I have. Yes, I have. Oh. I mean, you have to in order to, be, to do research. You told me I was coming onto the show. I was like, well, I'm going to have to listen to the show. Well, um, you say that. Joe Lysett was on the other week and she didn't listen. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I've got some very pressing questions for you that I need to get through before we start the show. So first off, do you think people should be allowed to wear slippers? <laughs> Can I ask in what context? No. Okay. Um, in terms of slippers, I feel like they should be worn at home. Not on the street. Okay. Who said no? So, strong, oh, oh. 
Strong opinions there from the audience. Okay, tell me, like, what slipper is allowed outside of the house? It's not a slipper if it's outside the house. It's oh. a sandal. Where do you stand on um, that popular brand of plastic shoe? Fuck that. Um, I'm not for it. If you're going to wear it with socks, you are not my friend. Not my friend at all. What about, the, you know, because you can, like, bling them up and, like, put torches on them and, like, little bits and bobs? No. I'm with you. I think slippers are disgusting. I think every time I look at somebody who's got a slipper, I think your house is dirty. Yeah. It's just there's a correlation in my head where I just think, why do you need your foot to be that hot? Uh, Question number two... What are your thoughts on heterosexuality? I mean, I appreciate their culture. Um, I mean, they've run the world for how long? Um, <laughs> it's no longer their time. Uh, <laughs> we're taking over. No, uh, no. Uh, Weatherspoons oh. is cool. Um, Weatherspoons is straight pride, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that's such a shame. Maybe we should get a quick demographic of the room. Uh, please could you shout if you identify as a member of the LBTQIA plus community. So I, I, I didn't use G there. So uh, any of those letters make some noise now for us? <laughs> Beautiful, weirdos. I love it. Anyone still identifying as a gay man? <laughs> a very polite hand up. I love that. Yes, yeah. So vintage. I love it. Yeah. Um, good. Okay, Sakiza, next question. Oh, you didn't ask about the sh- is there any straights in? No. Okay. <laughs> Let's show them how it feels, hey? <laughs> Have you ever shot yourself? <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, we're warming up to this one. Um, <laughs> funny enough, I have recently, and I... That deserves a round of applause, sharing. I'm going to share this. Uh, basically, I was at work at my day job, um, which I will no longer be doing soon. I was at my day job, and I basically ended up shatting myself, and I thought I messaged my best friend this. Um, to cheer you up... I pooed my pants today. <laughs> she did, like, shock face. And I was, like, I was stuck on the phone f- for duty and thought I had sucked it up, but apparently not. <laughs> now, you said it, it won't be your day job for longer. Is that because you shut yourself in the workplace? <laughs> no, uh, no, it, I just decided to quit my job. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, you might say woo, but are you going to pay Sakisa's rent? <laughs> Come to my show. Um, no. Actually, on that day when I did shout myself, I went commando for four hours, which was quite sexy. Fair play, fair play. Now, this one is a very pertinent question, and I don't know where it came from, but I have to keep on asking people it. Have you ever killed a bird? <laughs> oh, actually... <laughs> it wasn't my fault. Um... <laughs> All say they all start with it was accidental. <laughs> so uh, me and my family are from Barbados. We have a house in Barbados. We used to have ch- quite a lot of chickens in our back garden. I was about nine or seven at the time, and maybe I was playing around with one of the chickens. <gasps> I mean, it doesn't sound accidental. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like maybe I just like threw it out. <laughs> Somewhere. 
<laughs> and then maybe it just accidentally died. Um, <laughs> I was nine. I was nine. I was nine. Let's uh, cut this out of the podcast. But do you uh, know what? <laughs> I mean, you say you're nine. Some people have done much worse, and they're, like, in their 40s. Yeah. So, I mean, fine. Okay, we've done the admin. Studio audience, are you ready to come on a bizarre journey with us? Are you ready? I'm very, very ready. In which case, producer Deb, put 50p in the machine. Let's see what they're up to this week. I you Scotty Bobs? Are you Tim Katmeyer? I'm the lovely producer Deb. I am absolutely over the moon that you love that uh, lovely little knit I just bashed out for you. Now, I was going to do you a fishnet stitched halter neck crop top but i can't be asked anyway you know i went down to london many years ago on a class trip yeah 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 we got invited to the houses of parliament by our local mp my best mate melissa faked having a fainting spell just so she could go see the first aid room anyway she went into police training but um, oh she wasn't much cop and ended up a plain clothes store detective in littlewoods and, long story short, people shit in the changing rooms. All right, Babs, speak soon. All right, tell out of it. Just one reluctant clapper at the back there for Pauline in Wolverhampton. That was our Pauline in Wolverhampton. It's becoming a regular feature around these parts. Uh, if you don't follow us on the Instagram, you can find a beautiful knitted garment that was sent to me, quite threateningly, actually, <laughs> in the post. Very itchy. It was a very itchy knit. But I did put it on, so uh, we're finding out the knitting skills there of Pauline. Uh, are you much of a knitter, Sakisa? <laughs> No, I attempted to knit when I was younger. I'm a Gemini, so I never finish what I start. So it just, so it was like halfway through, I literally just gave up. Okay, pause. I don't understand the I'm a Gemini, so I, I just give up. But everyone over here was like, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Gemini's. Is so, that a thing? Yeah, we're notorious. Apparently, there's two things we're notorious for being two faced, which is a lie. Um, <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> And then whenever we're notorious for never finishing what we start. However, I got diagnosed as being dyslexic recently. And the woman who assessed me said, do you ever find yourself like never finishing like any projects that you start to do? I was like, yeah, it's because I'm a Gemini. And she was like, no, it's because you're dyslexic. And I was like... <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to side with the medical professional. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know if I can get on board with this. I was born in September, therefore I'm somebody who believes in justice. But does, I, I mean, do, in the room, do we have... Because I know it's a, very, it's a very queer trans personality intersect, isn't it? To be like, we believe in the cards. Anybody in the room that believes in the cards in the tarot? Yes, look, I knew it. It's fine, because I used to be a witch, so... <laughs> Oh. You were like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, well, we're going to get okay, to you in a minute. My God. Okay, so do you, so do you believe in the, the tarots, the cards? Yeah. Why? Because I'm really, like, I don't know. It's really embarrassing, but I'm really witchy. <laughs> You're a witch as well? I like, I just love all of it. I love it. Is this a coven meeting? Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I've taken over the show. Um, the new seasons will be me and the witches. <laughs> Maya, we've got a witch over here. Do you mind if we consult this witch as well? Like, you said you're a witch. Now, is that... Do you go to a shop and someone goes, well, there you go, there's the, there's the witch Bible? Or, like, do you, like, self-identify as a witch? Or, like, does witchness come upon you? 
So first of all, it's self-identifying, a bit like when you think you've got ADHD, and then suddenly you get diagnosed and the sort of fabric of the universe opens up to you. That's it. I also have a witch bible. Are you saying all neurodivergence... I mean, you didn't say this, but I'm, I'm going to leave with this. All neurodivergence, basically, we're just witches. Because if we are, I'm going to, like, fully endorse it, maybe? Absolutely. Neurodivergence is magic. Who knew? Who knew so many witches were around us? Do you know what I mean? And, Harofi, uh, do you have, like, a witch name? or Feral Femme. There you go. So, it's basically, it's like drag. Oh, okay. Just trying to find, like, my nearest touch point. Do you know what I mean? Lovely. Uh, anyway, the point in hand, because actually, you know, Pauline didn't call up about witches. She called up about sh- someone shitting in a changing room in Little Woods. Just, I, I don't know why I said it like that as well. Little Woods. <laughs> like it was like a small forest. <laughs> no, it's a shit catalogue. Is it still going? Oh, Online. Online only. Well, there you go. Sign of the times, really, isn't it? Uh, now, has, has anyone got an experience of shitting themselves in a... You do? <laughs> Your hand was so up! The hand in shame on their face. But, you I mean, you did put your hand up straight away. I've shot in a wood. <laughs> in North Wales. How oh, an actual wood? Yeah, I had too much dairy, and I've got a dairy intolerance, so... <laughs> Can I just say that was your own fault? Um... But... <laughs> To be fair, my husband-to-be held my hands while I shot myself and flies around with me, so... And he, and he married me, so it's not all bad. <laughs> you lot applaud, and I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> so There's, jealous. There is nothing worse than needing a poo if you're out in a department store, is there? Because they just seem to be the environments... Maybe this is just me, but they just seem to be the environments that sort of, like, induce the poo to come out more. Like, they're just hot, complicated, stressy, and there's, like, a lot of people in the way. Just me, then. Okay, are we done on that one? Yeah. Yeah? (laughs) Okay, good. Okay, in which case, let's have our next call, please. Hi, Scotty. Um, It's Michael here, one of your biggest fans. You asked us to send some messages along for um, embarrassing party situations. Well, this isn't so much a a social party. I don't have a social life. But I was at a work due a few moons ago when I worked for a quite well-known cross-channel train operator whose name I won't mention, Eurostar. And I went to some event for a client in the city, a big bank. And it was quite a warm evening, so I'd got quite a bit of a glow on by the time I got to the door. I used to sort of sweat quite badly in those days, or glow. And so I thought I'd take off my jacket, and I was with my colleague, and I gave her the jacket and said, oh, can you look after this for me? But then she said, you've got a huge patch of sweat on your back. So I thought, well, don't everyone see that? So what I'll do is I'll walk along the wall with my back to the wall so that no one sees it. But what I didn't realise is that on the wall, was a shelf where all the glasses of champagne, oh, those are the days, were stood on trays and I knocked a whole tray of glasses of champagne over. But worse luck was, I knocked it onto the signing in book where the head of the stock exchange had visited the bank that very day and the 
chief exec of this bank was telling people how proud they were of the signature of the head of the stock exchange and how delighted they were. And then I covered it all in champagne and it all got blotted. And so you couldn't actually read her name anymore. So suffice to say, I didn't go back to that bank again in a hurry. And I don't think I was particularly welcome. Anyway, cheers, Scotty. Thank you. like the sign. I was like, anyway, uh, that's me. <laughs> so, speak to you soon. I think I know this voice because I think this is current husband. Oh, you're pointing. Are you current husband? Round of applause for current husbands in the house. Can we get the mic? Oh, I love that you're here. Wonderful. We're going to get a microphone to you. So, um, a party faux pas with champagne. Yes. Okay, good. Sakisa, stay there with the microphone, please. Sakisa, have you ever had a, a, a misdemeanor at a party? No, you know I'm big fans of party because you saw my show last year. It was all about parties and having a great time. I've never experienced that, though. Um, I have more power to you Thank for you. what you did. <laughs> I think I would have liked it to be filmed so I could watch it. It was um, spurred the moment. Oh. I just knocked it. Oh, it wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. No, no. <laughs> My sweats were never planned. How big was the sweat patch? Oh, huge. I think it was because it was the 90s. It was... Tabat, 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 tabat. Backing up here, backing up here, because I think we we need to explain. I had a mauve shirt on, but then I had acupuncture to remove the need to wear purple shirts. No, to get rid of my sweating. (laughs) So, okay, so is that a thing? Like, you profusely, Lily, that one, sweat so much that they have to, like, stab you? Through needle. Yeah, yeah, I get that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I'd wear a T-shirt, but then it would go through that to the back, and then I had acupuncture and stopped, because apparently my spleen was overheating. Wow, Okay. (laughs) Are you real? Because it's so fantastic. So fantastic. What do you do for a living? I marry him. No, um, what do I do? Um, What do I do? What do I do? Oh, yeah, sort of environmental stuff and... Oh, great. Just, just, just the one person in the room that cares for the planet. Oh. Everyone's like, meh. Volunteer at food bank on a weekly basis. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Okay, that I will applaud. That I will applaud. An actual nice person. Look, I love that. And everyone was like, okay, fine. So, wait, does, <laughs> can, I just, now. can I just ask then, does this mean that you don't sweat anymore? Um, I'll get it warm, sounds like but something... I won't sweat. <laughs> But if your body can't sweat, where does the water... Oh, Why I'm am I asking this Andrew. question? I'm not like... Um, no, I, <laughs> no, I sort of just... I don't sweat as much. OK, so okay. on your brow, pits, feet... Oh, golly, pits were terrible before. Were before? So now? Well, they're sort of like... They're moist at the moment, but they're not like... <laughs> you know what? I feel like you should give this advice to a member of the royal family. Um... <laughs> We've just had a Peach Express open near us. Oh, sexy. 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 Anyway, more hard-hitting content like this with the next call. Hi, Scotty and everyone at the pub. I'm Carmina, a tutor and poet, amongst other things, and art psychotherapist trainee. I've just come to have a moan and hope you'd empathise. So the other week I had a break between two jobs and thought I'd treat myself to a hot chocolate. I walked to the cafe in Peckham Rye Park and they were closing so I went to some artisan place that didn't do student discounts so I opted to have a hot chocolate and no cake or pastry. It was lukewarm 
thin, too sweet and it was £3.50 for a bit of powder and hot milk in a glass. Not even a proper cup or a bloody jam jar, just a basic drinking glass. Following on from this, I made it to the cafe in the park and it was even worse. £3.70 for a hot chocolate and about the same for a cookie. Bring on the weather for when I can sit in the park for free and probably have a moan about the fact that 99 ice creams no longer cost 99p. Okay, outraged by the price of hot chocolate, are we? Do you know what? Uh, me and my partner Sam, we always have this thing where we're like, we'll go to a place and you'll you'll see, you know, this one, that one, and the other one. You can't get hot chocolate nowadays for love nor money. You have to buy a luxury hot chocolate. It's always luxury. And what they mean by that is they've got some fucking squirty cream and thrown three mushrooms? Three mushrooms scattered. Marshmallows scattered upon it. What are your thoughts on um, overpriced hot drinks, please, Sakisa? I, I just want to say that they made the first mistake by going to Peckham. Um, that was the first mistake. Peckham uh, Village. I think those kind of places where everything has been like, oh, you're going to get a good quality thing for like four pounds. You're like, it's not. You're just trying to gentrify the place. If you want a decent hot chocolate, make it yourself. I'm just going to say that. I find I find my hot chocolate is better than a store hot chocolate because you are just paying ridiculous amount for powdered chocolate, but you could just go to Sainsbury's and just buy powdered cho- chocolate. Or other shops, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take from me, I don't like hot chocolate. Wait, not even at Christmas. What do you mean, not even at Christmas? Like, what, sometimes, like, the calendar date is going to change my mind on the opinion of the thing. What? That's Wait. so Gemini of you. <laughs> have you tried a white hot chocolate, though? Yeah, I have. And I like a white hot chocolate. What can I say? I mean, consistent and also... Edgy. Um, but white hot chocolate is like melted white chocolate, right? Where hot chocolate is like some dehydrated dregs of some like bottom of some shit chocolate shop that they've just gone <laughs> with a bit of hot water. Do you know what I mean? It's not hot chocolate. If you gave it, if you said to me, excuse me, madam, would you like hot chocolate? I'd say, yes, please. Hot chocolate. Am I making sense? Yeah, yeah. You know, I want hot chocolate. I, I've had really good hot chocolate where they've actually melted the chocolate into the drink, and that was mm, that was decent. It wasn't powdered. It was I saw it made fresh, proper hot chocolate. That's the that's the kind of chocolate, and it was obviously in West End, but it was. How much did you pay for that? Six pounds. <laughs> it was West End. What did you expect? So <laughs> let's just say, you know, if this person spent three seventy on like a lesser good one. Maybe they were getting a good deal. No. No, okay. No. I think the moral of the story here is not to be annoyed at the people making the hot chocolate, because essentially it's those knobheads who have put the prices up of everything else. Do you know what I mean? Because maybe that hot chocolate once upon a time was 75p. Do you know what I mean? Does anyone remember when chips were 60p? (laughs) 35p, someone just shouted out in the audience. Wow. This is like a good way of telling people's ages, isn't it? (laughs) much were chips when you were 14 should be the question they ask people to work out if they were working class or not. Do you know what I mean? Well, no, I was cussing the other day about the price of a Big Mac meal, um, because I remember when a Big Mac meal was £2.99. £7.15. 
It's ridiculous. Absolutely it's an outrage. Ridiculous. It's an outrage. <laughs> Not like I would ever go into one of those establishments. I'm much more of a Greg's girl, to tell you the truth. And I'm vexed with them as well. Why? Sorry, I'm vexed with them. They had sexy donuts. Oh, used to be like 45p. And I went in there. It was like £1.40. I was like, what for? What for? What for? For cream. I could get it every day. Fuck off. Um, sorry, I'm very aggressive. <laughs> Controversial opinion, which many ATT listeners will know. I don't like a donut. Oh, me. This is where neurodiverse brain kicks in for me. It's too spongy, okay? And do you know what I want everything to be like? I want everything to be a salt and vinegar disco crisp. I want... I want chemical burns upon my tongue and inside every cut orifice within my mouth, of which there seem to be many, to be stinging. I want pain. I want to be crawling around the floor just for that crispy sensation. Now, both of you and I are London people. I'm from North London. You? South London. Well, it's not a competition. But if there were more North London voices, I definitely would have been like, it's a fucking competition. And, like, we mentioned there, like, Peckham Rye, because other people who, like, listen to this at home are like, where's Peckham Rye? Now, it's, like, an area of South London. (laughs) But, like, and you're you're doing screw-up face now. Because I think maybe we can relate to this, because both of the areas that we're from have, like, massively gentrified in our lifetime. Yeah. And I wonder, like, does your area still feel like your home? Does it feel like it belongs to you? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I appreciate that things need to evolve. But my issue is when it evolves to the point where you're pushing people out who whose culture makes that place what it is. And that's my issue with it. And I relate to that mainly because of Brixton. Um, so I live in Stockwell and Brixton is my closest, biggest place. But even Stockwell even is becoming, they've got a prep. Controversial, I know. I probably will never move because I love where I live. But I have an issue where other places are taking over where it doesn't feel like they belong there. Brixton's now got an itsu. Why? <laughs> Who's going to eat there? Not me. Um, I'll do it in Camden. Not there. Um, well, I'm from Camden and maybe we don't want the itsus either. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, there's a sense like when I go back to Camden or I'm like around like Kentish Town where I'm from and stuff, I just think... Well, this doesn't belong to me anymore. But there's like, there's a grief to that. But there's also, like you say, it's like, okay, I understand progression, but I I wish that my gang, the group of people that I grew up with, weren't displaced because of it. I wish that they had benefited from that stuff. I feel like everywhere feels like central London and it doesn't need to be. Everything feels very expensive, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, A clap for that. Very honest clap as well. And that feels like a beautiful moment to go over to the audience and find out when they last shat themselves. <laughs> so we've got some confessions here. My mum... Oh, this, is, this is dates it. My mum once gave David Essex a blowjob and then he threw up over the washing up. <laughs> I'm just really loving the young people in the audience going, who's David Essex? <laughs> Sakisa, you've got a couple there as well, haven't you? Yeah, I would just say I just recently went to Vegas and my roommate threw up on me. Yeah, instead of getting some dick from that person, I ended up getting thrown up on that person. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Just fun facts. Um, I got wanked off in a car boot last week. (laughs) Can I just say, congratulations. Um... I know who this was. 
Oh, that's what we're just going to leave out. Okay. <laughs> and I wanked him off. <laughs> Can I just, like, put this into context? It wasn't a car boot sale. It was... <laughs> we were car camping. <laughs> Can I ask how big was the boot? <laughs> it's an SUV. <laughs> oh, this one. My... M- <laughs> there, there's a theme. My mum was a spirit medium who was in business with Kenny Everett's wife. (laughs) That's the average age of this audience, 52. (laughs) Does anybody want to own up to this? I mean, you don't have to, but I mean, is it such a lucrative business, being a clairvoyant? Great drag name. (laughs) I don't think we're claiming that one. Fine. You got another one? Uh, It just says, confession. I hate my dog. He's a fucking prick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing, because recently, as many uh, LTL will know, I recently became a cat mum. <laughs> I didn't understand cat people until I got them. And I joined a cult. My God, the things I will do for those children, they are children to me, and if anyone says otherwise, they are... I talk to them, like, real-life conversations, people are nodding. You can tell a cat person from miles away. We're all a certain type of person, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely love them. But one of them can be the most annoying bitch... Just, like, constantly is like, what are you eating? What the fuck are you eating? Can I have a bit of what you're eating? I want to have a bit of what are you eating? Why are you eating that again? I want to fucking... And you just want to go... And, but then you realise that's not allowed. Like, so, like, the strength that it takes to be a nice person with a pet. Has anyone got an animal that they also have a difficult relationship with? Yeah. yeah, yeah where, where? Where are you putting your hand up? Oh, over here. Please, can we get a microphone to you? Is that OK? Uh, what animal do you have, and, and why do you hate it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a cat, and it's a dickhead. <laughs> it's just violent. Why? Because um, you'd just be stroking him, and then he'll just attack. Or he'll just puke on you. I don't think that cat wants to be with you. Um, <laughs> but he won't leave. He could leave, but he doesn't. <laughs> um, he loves me, oh. and... Oh, <laughs> like, I say an angel. He does also attack me. Oh. <laughs> Someone's in denial. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't puke on me quite much. Like, if he's going to puke and he's on my lap, he'll go that way. <laughs> have you thought about changing the cat's diet? <laughs> Why have all of a sudden have I become like some cat empresario? Like a cat clairvoyant. I could get a gig in that, contacting people's dead cats. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just also say, I find it, I appreciate, I do appreciate pet people. Have you seen the vet about your throwing up angry cat? It's furballs that person is shouting at. Yeah. Like, have you taken your cat to counselling, maybe? Is, is that a thing? Do cat, can animals have yeah. therapy? Yeah, animals can have therapy. Do you know what? I'm in the wrong game. I'm in the wrong game. I could do all of that malarkey and I could quite easily lie. <laughs> I could lie to cat people. We're quite gullible people. 
<laughs> anyway, on that note, I think it's time for a breather. Uh, but don't go away because for your listening pleasure, we've still got laughter and tears and a snooker champion mum. Now, me and the ATT crew will be taking a bit of an extended remix of a holiday because, well, we've just pumped out 10 seasons for you, which is 140 episodes. <laughs> And producer Deb did a few maths and worked out that 140 episodes works out to about 70 hours of gravy chat. So um, we will be off air until about the start of June to rest, regroup and do our damn best to bring you another season in your directions. But the phone lines will remain open uh, in that time. So if you do come a cropper, lucky you, or if you have a divine moment or you want to share something, perhaps you have a mishap um, or a question that you want to ponder, what do they need to do, audience? I say it every... I've said it 140 times. 140 times. People in this audience being like, oh, yeah, we're long-term listeners. We know everything. And I say to you, what do you need to do, audience? Do you mind, Amy, if we bring a mic to you? Is that okay? Amy, what do they need to do? You need to open the WhatsApp and send a voice note to this number. Zero seven double eight. 200 3420. Beautiful work, Amy. It's my fucking gig. Okay, back off. Okay. <laughs> now, loads of you tell us that you use ATT in the middle of the night, that we are there for you when others can't be. You tell us that it's a community and that you rely on it. Um, but we also rely on you too. We need to get the support on that Patreon up if we are to see another season. So if you can spare as little as a coffee a month, maybe a coffee in uh, Peckham Rye, <laughs> or if you've got enough for a bottle of wine a month, we'd be super grateful to receive your support. You get access to exclusive audio, gossips, polls. My God, there was a very extended poll about tea towels the other week, and it just went on for days. My email was like, somebody else has an opinion about tea towels. You can get all of that and more. I've got, I'm supposed to be making this sound alluring. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash after the tone. Sakiza, are you still with us and are you having a nice time? I had a great time. This is actually the highlight of my week. Oh, and on the day that Jesus died as well. <laughs> it's quite weird that it's called Good Friday, isn't it? You know what I mean? Hooray! Right, OK, are we ready to do this again, studio audience? Let's go back into the mischief, please. Hello, After the Tone, especially After the Tone live in London. Ooh, hello, Scotty, hello, Producer Deb, hello, audience. This is Marilyn, the fat Britney. I have a really, really funny story that arguably makes me look like an awful person, which is probably the best kind of funny story ever. So the context of this is I work in a call centre for a majorly established telephone communications brand who everybody hates. I'm also autistic. And a lot of what I do is about trying to match the tone of a customer by picking up on context clues. Now, one of the calls that I had recently was a woman who cried like she was laughing, is the easiest way to explain it. She was struggling with bills, and she's going on about how she's disabled, her dad's died, she's divorced. But she cries kind of like this. So, me, being autistic, trying to pick up on those clues, for whatever reason, started laughing at her. Just kind of being like, oh, you're in the wars. <laughs> oh. Well, this poor woman was sobbing to me because I had no idea she was crying. I thought it was laughter. Anyway, entire call goes like that. It ends very abruptly. 
Fast forward 48 hours, an offshore site in Cebu in the Philippines is listening to calls with us because they're training their agents. I get picked as an exemplary agent and they choose this call at random. And it was at this point listening back to it with the looks of absolute horror on everyone else's face that I realised this woman in fact hadn't been laughing. She'd been crying and I'd essentially spent the call mocking a very, very sad, very vulnerable woman. So uh, that was uh, definitely not mortifying. Anyway, enjoy the show, enjoy your lives, and um, yeah, make sure you can tell the difference between laughter and crying. to laugh it's a really uncomfortable one isn't it we're all like do are we allowed to laugh on this bit as well yes autism yes beautiful beautiful stunning uh, the fat britney beautiful human who has been with us for many a season um have you ever said the wrong thing at the wrong time sakisa always i was saying this uh, backstage that how um, i'm trying to be better at communicating and i used to hold a quite a lot of things in um because of how i grew up and now I'm trying to just say some things and I'm just like, no, I shouldn't say some things. <laughs> I shouldn't keep it to myself. But uh, people love to say things to me and think they can get away with it. Someone's called me a seven before to my face. <laughs> yeah. Someone said to me, I'm a seven. And, I, and then they realised what they said. And then <laughs> they were like, no, but your personality is like a ten. <laughs> it's sort of underhand. Do you think it's because people are so used to communicating on these expensive rectangle things, do you know what I mean? That they think that something comes comes out, and for all the will in the world, sometimes we can put our foot in it, right? But some people are just pricks, aren't they? Just fucking pricks, particularly when it comes to, like, fatness, right? If you ever declare yourself as a fat person, any fat people in the room tonight? <laughs> yes! Keep on following me around, don't you? It must be something I'm doing. Um... <laughs> is this thing that they just feel like they need to talk you out of it. No, you're not. Don't be stupid. Of course you're not. No, you're not fat. Don't be fat. And it's almost like like their whole fear about themselves has, has been revealed, but they have to undress you in this way that they think they're complimenting you. What, where do you think this comes from? I, I just think people sometimes say things without realising the things that they say. And certain times, you they don't understand the effect those words can have on you. Like someone said, to, I was in an interview last year for my show because we're doing quite a lot of press. And one of the press people said to me, "How does it feel to be middle class now?" And I was just like, "Cause I'm a, so I'm a lawyer. I was trained to be a lawyer, so I'm a qualified solicitor." And they were like, "Oh, you're middle class now because you're a solicitor." I was like, "No, I work in legal aid, which has no money." Mm. And I don't know how way you've made an assumption that I'm middle class when I, st- I still live in a council estate. Mm. Like, I've just bought the flat, but that's not the point. But, like, I worked three jobs to get that council estate that I paid for. I don't know where you've got this assumption that I'm middle class. This is this thing. I think we really are very clumsy when it comes to being able to talk about class in this country because everyone wants to hold you to this idea that it's economic, right? It's like, this is like, how much is in your bank? And it's so related to like, how difficult is your life? How much do you cry? How terrible is it? Okay, working class. 
You know, like, and that's these are the definitions. But I tell you what, I may have like transitioned into softer things, but my teeth are still the same way. My mouth is still the same way. The bed I was born in has still determined so much of the things around me. And why is it that the narrative of working classness is always about struggle and never about joy and softness and luxury and success? Why is it that somehow we are the ones that have betrayed ourselves, betrayed who we are, betrayed our culture, betrayed like the very essence, really? of like like our experience somehow like they want to co-opt us into their waitrose lifestyle yeah. <laughs> and i will never shop at waitrose <laughs> but that it hurts yeah, it does yeah it's re- it's actually ridiculous but i just got ghosted so uh, i think the whole term of ghosted is ridiculous you can't call it ghosted because ghosted is when a ghost haunts you it, a ghost bothers you a ghost is there daily in your face that you can't see, but in your face. Has a ghost ever bothered you? Oh, yeah, I've met a couple of ghosts. I knew it. There was something that was telling me, ask about the ghosts. Yeah, I've met a couple of ghosts. In the pub I used to work in, there's a ghost there. Anybody else had a ghost experience? Because I'm also seeing, as well as being a clairvoyant for cats, maybe I could expand. <laughs> Anybody else had a ghosty experience? You've had a ghost... Oh, please, look. I know who this person is. Do you mind if I say who you are? Long-term listeners will know this person as the lovely Gemma who calls us from a car. <laughs> Hello, Gem babes. You've had an experience with a ghost. Would you like to share with the room? Yeah. Well, we went for a reading for Rosie for her birthday, and I sat at the back of the room, not interested, obviously. And then the lady picked up, because I was a twin. I lost my twin while my mum was pregnant with me, so only me survived. But we always made up this story that my twin was a boy and we named him and everything, but we didn't know. But the lady that was doing Rosie's reading said, oh, my God, I can't concentrate. There is a boy in the room that looks exactly like you. And then she did the initial on the table of the name that we gave him. Did that make you a believer? Yeah, I I am. I definitely, because of that. And I know, and I always believed it. I think I did it just as like a coping mechanism and I've held on to it, but it's definitely real, but I've never seen it, but other people see it. Thank you for sharing that. Because I'm like, that's, you know, that's part of yourself and I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What I'm about to say next is going to sound very frivolous, but I just wanted to like (laughs) acknowledge that and say, thank you very much, Jim. Because um, I wasn't allowed to believe in ghosts because uh, that was something that Protestants did. (laughs) My grandmother was like, there's no fucking such thing. (laughs) She also told me in the same breath that Santa Claus was a lie. I was six. (laughs) It's a lie. (laughs) She was like, no. You know, the whole world tumbles. Oh, did you know? Yeah. Okay, fine. (laughs) You just want to be like, Santa? No. Yeah, so um, any other retired or recovering or current Catholics, a a similar situation? None of that. Wasn't allowed to do Halloween. Were you allowed to do Halloween? Sorry, can we get a mic? Do you mind? Bless. Can we have a round of applause for Maya? (laughs) Running around in a blue, beautiful trouser suit. Um, Were you allowed to do the Halloween? No. Protestants weren't allowed any of it. Yeah. No Harry Potter. Apparently that was Protestant. I don't know. No Harry Potter. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I've never read the books or seen the films. I mean, in retrospect, they were onto something, but there we go. And the person behind you, you weren't allowed to do the Halloweens either. I did do the Halloweens in Galway, um, but I went out before my mother had come home and I took the good sheets 
from the airing cupboard that happened to have a blue trim. And then I went door to door telling everyone I was the Virgin Mary. <laughs> Only in Galway. <laughs> Beautiful, lovely, I love that. And the Virgin Mary as well. There are so many other, I was going to say there's so many other saints. Is she, is she a saint? I mean, she's not really, well, she's the mother, isn't she? So, I mean, she's kind of head saint. What's head saint? <laughs> mother. mother. Yeah, but not like... Mother, you know, like... No, I think we could be like, mother. Really? Yeah, I feel like... I've got a theory that Jesus was gay. I mean, a lot of people have this theory. I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of people have this theory. No, I think I came up with it. (laughs) (laughs) So you came up with it. I'm basing this purely upon the fact that he was found in a garden, a park, after dark, with 12 men... And the excuses to the Romans was, we were sleeping. (laughs) Frankincense was what they called, back in those days, poppers. (laughs) And Catholic priests whacking it around churches is a traditional queer art form. (laughs) Unleavened bread, carb conscious. I could go on. Jesus was a Mary. <laughs> anyway, I once rolled up a breadstick into a ball and offered it to my crush. Is this another one of these fucking regurgitated crisp stories? Does anybody want to admit to this? Oh, OK, all right, well, fine, here we go. Get the microphone up to there, please, if you don't mind. Lovely Maya, where are you? I'm coming! Lovely. Oh. Don't R, Maya's from the North, is used to hard labour. It's even worse. It's actually a sick. Sorry. Ready sick. A bready Oh, a bready sick. sick. Oh, sorry, how, how stupid of me. <laughs> Not to realise that actually said, I'll read it again for everybody, just because how stupid of I to not have understood this meant I once rolled up a bready sick <laughs> into a ball and offered it to my crush. <laughs> Quite the normal thing to do. Why? I was very drunk. And I think, like, I'd had a pizza and not much else and was sick into my hands. (laughs) And you thought that was going to be seductive. (laughs) Did you cop off with the person? Eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful work. See, there's a message in this regurgitated... This regurgitated theme that is happening over the last three or four episodes has been absolutely vile. Can we agree that the regurgitated crisp story was possibly the worst story we've ever had? (laughs) Wasn't that vile? And you know what? The amount of calls we got afterwards, we're like, well, to be fair, yes, I did the same. (laughs) I once received an accidental blowjob... Accidental. Ghosted again. (laughs) I once received an accidental blowjob from a porn star whilst my boyfriend and Scotty were outside in the next room. Was this a fever dream? Did this... I mean, are you going to admit to this? Do you mind admitting to this? Who was this? Come see us after the show. No, don't! (laughs) I don't 
know what will happen. Come like see me. I want to know the details. I want the goss. I want the tea. Do you know what Do I like it. about this? This makes me sound more of an edgy person than I probably actually was. Do we have one more call? Yes, we do. Okay, are you ready for your last call, studio audience? Oh, look, a real sigh. Look at that. Let's have another beep. Hello, Dolly. I'm Kara here. Um, Can you hear my fountain? I just repaired my own water pump for the garden for the turtles. Just saying hello on, saying everything's all right, just about. I'm holding on dear tight. Um, It's still a relief every time I go into mum's room that her hands are above the bed sheets. It's such a relief because the old fiddling's still going on. And it's becoming quite a challenge. Not just that, everything, girl. Life at the moment, eh? We're still more laughter than tears. And um, I'm still so much full of gratitude with things. I mean, listen to the sounds of that water. Could be fucking anywhere. Anywho, the other night with Ma, she was like, so the snooker's back on and it's on forever, isn't it? You know what I mean? And she gets lost into the TV. Bless her, she rang the bell and sort of went up. And goes, you know, what's wrong? And she's like, they're not giving me a go. I was like, what? Because they're not giving me a go. And I goes, who, the players? And then she was like, aye, they've been playing for fucking ages. They're not giving me a go. And I put my 50p on the table. <laughs> and it just made me laugh so much. And then she started laughing. And there was this real thing in the room about sort of how silly it is they're not giving her a go. And she was like, aye, because I'm a lassie. They think I can't play. Tell them I can give me a go. And that was the point when I just thought, what well, is there already a life, a toughness? You know what I mean? Because I'm a lassie, they think I can't play. They no give me a go. And it's the World Snooker Finals on the telly, bless her. Big love to everyone. I really think you're all fucking amazing. This mad pub. It's given me somewhere to share mum's stories. There's still many more to come. And I'm feeling proud of myself. Even in the darkness, I'm really, really proud of myself. And there's been lots of tears of joy of late, of achievement. And that's thanks for listening to a lot of you lot, man, and just realising we're not mental alone. And, um, yeah, big kiss. That was, of course, the carer who has been with us since day one and sharing some of the most intimate and difficult and funny and beautiful and kind and caring moments of um, looking after his mum. It's so adorable, I feel, to be given the privilege to be let into that relationship, warts and all, for everything that it is and everything that it brings to the carer. Um, Oh, God, really touching. I think there's just something so honest. I think we've spoken about this a lot. The depths that I think it takes to have patience with those people that need you who are members of your family. Having to hold that and try to be funny and kind and sweet and also, you know, like do the human things for that person is a really fucking difficult task. I'm tearing up, so I do apologise. It was very touching. Um, I'm tearing up because I have um, had difficulty in the last few years um, with family and, def- and definition of family. I'm the only child, 
Um, and I uh, live at home with my parents. I love my parents to death. Um, I talk about my mum quite a lot. My in comedy, she hates it. Um, <laughs> and my dad is the best uh, in the world. But um, I feel alone in the world. And my mum now is worried that I'm going to be alone when she passes away. So we've had this difficult conversation recently where I've realised she's she's nearly 70. Um, she used, she's actually the same age as Paul Grady, who sadly passed away recently. Um, and we had this difficult conversation where I am now like, oh, actually, I don't have anyone because I don't have any kids. I'm kind of, I'm halfway through my life. But um, having to like care for family is something I've done all my life. Mm. And this is why I worked so many jobs because we've had nothing. We came from nothing. Um, and to be able to share moments about your family with other people, I think is probably the most touching thing in the world. Mm. So, yeah. We're always here for it. Hope you're all right, babes. Thank yeah. you. And um, we're always here for it. You know, we always say, A to T, it's the light with the shade. You take the laughter with the tears, dear. And I think this is something that queer people particularly often have to deal with or think about or acknowledge is this, like, am I the last? And I think as much as that can feel sometimes like a different... I'm talking very much from my own personal perspective now. As much as that can feel like a really daunting question to have to ask, be asked of you from yourself and of society about, you know, homonormativity, about, you know, what our lives are supposed to look like, I think it can also be quite freeing, or I've learnt how to make that question feel more freeing. But it is, it's difficult. It's a difficult one to think about, you know, lineage and, like, what do I leave, you know? And I think artists as well. My God, we're fucking always on about it, aren't yeah. we? You know, it's always about, you know, mortality. If you want to put me in the will, let me know. Um, <laughs> thanks, baby. Um, if you like debt, you're more than welcome to it, sweetheart. <laughs> the whole concept of family I find really, really interesting because I've never really experienced it. A lot of my friends have family round for Christmas. It's just normally me, my mum and my dad. So that's always, that's my life. So like the definition of family and like having to care for someone and me thinking about what I'm going to have to do with my mum mm. and my dad when they're older is because becoming more and more a question and like re realistic. We talk about family quite a lot, I think, in the ATT world. We talk about the cult, the pub, the community centre, and there's often a lot of chat about us and the group and the room. And I see the ATT setup as a family setup. Like some of us are completely fucking off our rocker. Some of us are doing this over here. Some of us need this support at this time. And I think that's the one thing that kind of like gives me that sense of responsibility about what, you know, like what this place means to people and so I, I hope you see that care that the ATT crew because it's many a person that builds this space for us and so you know what I guess what I'm saying in roundabout ways is welcome to the cult welcome to the pub you are more than welcome to be a part of the family I mean if you're going to be talking about shitting ourselves every time I don't know <laughs> if I <laughs> I don't know if I... <laughs> and you mentioned the beautiful Dame Lily Savage there. And I think we just have to have a moment, don't we? Who, for me, is the original queen. That was the queen I grew up in. I appreciate Mama Roo, but me, that was my queen growing up. Yeah, Saturday night telly. Yeah. Feeling like the weird odd kid and, like, being sat in front of the telly after my mum and my dad had done the big shop and, like, been given some scotch eggs, you know, sit down, shut up, watch some telly. And being so close to the telly, just watching these moments where I was like, there's something about that 
that feels really exciting and not being able to put words to it. But do you know what I really loved? It, it, like, sort of linking back to this idea of like lineage and you know what's left and, and what do we mean? Looking at the outpouring of that one person's life and the effect that that one person had on so many different individuals who they'd never met, maybe just seeing on telly and seeing it being generational. People who knew Paul as Paul or people who was like, it's Lily, you know, and, and like falling in love with both of them. I think there's, there's something in that, isn't it, about how we touch people in really small ways and sometimes in really grand ways. So uh, a little acknowledgement there for a queen that has left the party. Please, can we have a round of applause for Dame Lily Savage? <laughs> and that's it. That's us. That was season 10. Can you believe it? Season 10. Sakiza, what have you learned, if anything? <laughs> There's way too many people that shit themselves. Um, <laughs> way too many people out there that shit themselves. Um, but what I've learned is just to be honest with your thoughts. I think that's the best way because it's the best way to get it out. It's just to say it out loud. Yeah. Whether it is in a voice recording or whether to on the phone to someone, just let out your thoughts and feelings, um, regardless of what you think people will think of it. Possibly on a voice recording for a podcast that thousands of people are going to listen to. Do you know what I mean? Because the phone lines are always open. We are always listening. Um, where can the lovely people at home uh, find you on the internet, please? You can find me on my social media. Um, it's Sakisa Comedy, um, but it's also um, on my Instagram. It's Twix Comedy. Twix like the chocolate. But let me get this out of the way right now. I'm not called Twix because I like two fingers. Okay. <laughs> I prefer a Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like to take breaks. Um, <laughs> my website is www.sakisacomedy.com. I'm doing work in progresses ahead of my new show. So come along and sit. You're going to be doing the Edinburgh's as well, aren't you? Doing the Edinburgh Fringe. I don't know why I'm doing it to myself, but I'm actually really excited um, to do it. So I'm doing Edinburgh Fringe this year with my new show called Hear Me Out. I'm actually doing a preview here at the Pleasance on the 26th, um, if you want to come along. If not, I've got previews all around the country. Come along and see me. Gorgeous. All right, the phone lines are still open, so join in. We'd love to have you. Uh, thank you so much to the Pleasance for having us. It's been a ball. As ever, massive love to Debbie, Tim and Maya, a.k.a. the a to t crew. <laughs> thank you to the Pleasance team and for you, Sakiza. It's been lovely having you, absolutely lovely having you. And to you lot in here and you lot at home, because without you, there wouldn't be this. And without this, perhaps we might be a little bit more lonely. And you know me, I don't like goodbyes. So in the meantime, remember to brush your teeth, say hello to strangers and point your face towards the sky. Hasta luego, amigas. <laughs> Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.